All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Rise Up For You Business Solution and Workplace Podcast. My name is Netta Nasserdi and the founder of Rise Up For You, and I'm so honored to be with you here today. And we have a phenomenal guest, Rick Gerard. And please forgive me if I didn't say that right, but I know you'll correct me. And it was it was good. <laughs> Thumbs up. You're good. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Um, today, we are going to be talking about a hot topic that's going on right now in many corporations amongst many of our clients, and that's about hiring. As we know, the great resignation of 2021 is here. So this is a very timely topic. So Rick, thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to start by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. So brag a little bit. Okay, cool. So, you know, I'm the reigning Macarena champion um, in Irvine. Love I just it. totally made that up. I'm really not, but um, <laughs> at my, in my house, I am. Um, so I, um, I'm an entrepreneur. I, uh, I focus primarily on hiring. I've been in executive search most of my life. And um, what I found was uh, there's some inherent issues in how we interview people that transfer to why we make bad hiring decisions. And so uh, about eight years ago, I set on a mission to fix that. And so now I work with entrepreneurs and I help them to put in a, a structure and a process that'll effectively allow them to gather evidence to support whether or not they should even hire that person. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we do, Rise of Feed does a lot of work with corporations on culture, human skills, and I always say that it starts from the very, very beginning, right? Like even before bringing that person on board, what kind of messaging, what are their values? And then how do we ensure that we're recruiting for that? So yep. uh, can you talk to us just a little bit, give us a little bit of insight from your own perspective and your professionalism about why right now do you think this great resignation is happening? I mean, I know we see a lot of articles about people want more freedom and everything after COVID, but from your <laughs> perception, why do you think the great resignation is happening? And then, of course, I want to talk about what and how we solve it. Okay, so here's what we're seeing on our end. And like we talk to like hundreds of candidates a week, right? So um, th there's a couple different things. I mean, first and foremost, everybody knows that there's tons of opportunity out there. As a matter of fact, um, I just uh, heard some, I don't know, I haven't confirmed it, but I heard that last week, uh, there was like over 11 million jobs posted on all the career sites, right? Yeah. And, and typically there's like between five and six is kind of like the norm, right? So uh, there's tons of opportunity. And from a, from a person who's looking for a job perspective, you basically control the interaction. Um, I think companies need to kind of come to grips with the fact that they're not really the prize anymore. The people are. And so you, you have that. Um, so what I'm seeing is a lot of people are making moves because they want to grow. They're hitting a glass ceiling or they're just tired of the work or um, the, the managers. Um, you know, there, there's a combination of any of those between. <clears throat> but the biggest one is grow. I want to be able to to expand my skills and grow into something bigger than what I can get here. And that's by far like the biggest reason why I'm seeing people jumping. The second one that we're getting is not very talked about, but it's policies. And so I don't like to talk. I, I, I'm not a political guy, but policies in around COVID and that sort of thing. However you feel about it, right? There's people that are jumping because they don't agree with whatever their company policy is. Got it. And, and so um, 
I, I've seen, I've talked to quite a few people that have asked me like right up front. So what's, what's the vaccination policy? And, you know, if there's one, I'm not interested. And I've had people on the other side, if everybody there is not vaccinated, I don't want to go. So there's, you know, there's a, there's a lot in and around that. And to me, it, it kind of equates back to like really, uh, alignment of values, right? Are people really aligned with the company values? And, you know, so if they are, they're staying, if they're not, they're jumping. How much, and, and there's a lot of research and articles out there. So I'm curious in your perception, how much of the great resignation do you think is, is individuals that are going into like the entrepreneurial space where they're building their own thing, or are you seeing predominantly just moving to another corporation? No, I think a lot of people are becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. I I mean, I, I, I would imagine that that people want to be able to build their own thing and they don't want to to live under somebody else's policy. I think that goes back to the policy piece, right? Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of solo. Actually, I think the data was that there's a lot more businesses this year than there was last year. So I, I'm I'm sure yeah. I'm sure people are saying, look, it, I'll just be a consultant. Then I don't have to deal with any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Much harder to do than say, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and I both know that, right? Yeah, 100%. Like it's, it's a lot more work. And I, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now that are like, oh, God, I'm. this is a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, exactly. Building a business, right? Oh, yes. Do you think it's going to flip? I mean, right now, it's definitely, and I'm sure you can agree with this, it's the employee <laughs> world, right? It, it, the, the ball is in the employee's court. Do you think, just like everything, the pendulum you know, goes from one side to the other, do you think maybe in like six months or a year, it's going to be back in the, into the employer's hands? I don't think we'll ever go back to normal. No, no, no I think people are going to choose to work from home or like, I, I don't think, you know, I think that it's a real thing that, uh, and, and the companies that I know of, I, I work with four or five remote companies. They're hundred percent remote. They have over hundred employees and they're thriving right now. And the people that they're hiring, like they resonate with, with how they operate, right? Um, I, I think you're going to see more. I mean, you know, I, I think you'll see more and pe- more people kind of go back to work, maybe um, at at lower level jobs as maybe some of these unemployment things uh, sure. change. But but at the at the at the corporate level, or you know, working within a professional level, I don't think that. I don't think it'll ever be the same. I mean, because we've shifted completely from a a regional marketplace right now. So I can, you know, like hire in my radius to get people to work in my company. And now it's global almost, you know, um, I've, I've got a friend who owns an advertising agency, over 130 people. There's only, he's the only one in California. Everybody else is distributed all through the Eastern, Western, like, yeah. From the East Coast to the West Coast and up in Canada. So, yeah. and he's been thriving. His business has been crushing it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Same. I mean, half of the, half of our team is not in California, you know, throughout yeah. the, the U.S. and in the U.K. So do you think that, you know, I definitely want to talk about the solution and hear a little bit more about why, you know, how we can solve it. But, you know, how do you think industries like manufacturing, for example, where like people need to be boots on the ground doing the job, like they really can't work remotely. Do you think those companies are going to last? 
I, well, they, yeah, they're going to last. They have to, but you know, I think it's more important that people align with policies like that. Yeah. Those are the ones I think that are getting the, I, I know of two companies. One, uh, one is very strict on their, their vaccination policy and they've had a lot of attrition. I have another one that's not, and they've had very little. So, you know, it's a that's a real thing whether you want to you know however you want to classify it yeah absolutely so so what so what do we do i'd love to hear you know your perception um because as you know with your clients our clients i mean every week it's the same thing it's like we just cannot we cannot keep employees right now and you know even driving down the street and looking at the fast food that says you know burger king is closed because we we need people to flip burgers basically so yeah so what, where do we start? How do we solve this challenge? What, what are some tips or thoughts you can share with us? Well, I mean, first stop, stop the bleeding, right? Like I, I you need to communicate with your, your people. I, I, you know, we've, we, we've come into, I, I think again, you know, that, that old adage that people don't hire, like don't quit jobs, they quit their managers, right? It is very true more so than ever now. Um, if you're not communicating to people and you're not, kind of creating an environment that they want to work on, work within, they're going to bounce. And, and so if first and foremost, you got to stop the bleeding by really looking at yourself and going, how am I running my business? And then, you know, I, I, I would say even go back to the drawing board and really start to f- define if you haven't really what your company values are, because people are leaving again, because they're misaligned with your values. And they're not the pretty words that you pulled out of a book and you put on a wall that you don't live. You just look at them and go, oh, yeah, we're we're being kind. We're being humble. We're being everything else. And you <laughs> yell at people. Right. Yeah. Like that doesn't. So your, your values are like how people act, like how you treat people and how you act uh, when nobody's looking. <clears throat> yeah. Right. And it stems from leadership down. So if you're CEO, you should be the first one on this to, to fix it. And it's not something you you brush off to, you know, HR or somebody else to do. You need to drive this to fix it. Otherwise, again, you're just going to keep burning through capital in order for you to get people that'll just stick around. Yeah. And you're totally speaking our language. I mean, we always talk about activating the values. I mean, you're right. They can't just be on a little poster that's, you know, in the lunchroom. They have to be integrated in every process of the company starting from recruitment and yeah. again, activating the values and not just having them cosmetically is what I say, like up on a wall. So, yeah. I mean, I think that's spot on where, where does the company start after the values? And, and I guess the bigger question is, is how much does the company budge when it comes to hiring? And what I mean by what that mean is, by what I mean by that is sometimes, especially today, employees mm-hmm. are saying, well, now I have to drive to work, so you need to compensate me for gas, for an example, right? That's a story from, from one uh, client that we have. But the reality is, is that before COVID, everybody was paying for their own gas. So there's a lot of like, I don't know, there's a lot of push that's coming, I think, from both ends. How does the company find that middle ground to please the employees to pivot to today's world, but without, you know, like going out of business because they're trying to appease every single thing that individuals want? It's a hard question. It's a hard line too, I think. Yeah. I mean, in, in most likely you've got people that are going to, they're going to jump ship anyway. Right. So you, you, I mean, I think you get straight on your values first. Um, as you, 
as you go through your interview and hiring process, you differentiate yourself as being an employer of choice by knowing what your values are and actually interviewing and hiring for those values first. Yeah. Um, you know, when you have somebody who's saying, hey, look at, I need this for me to come back and they're fighting you on it. I mean, I get it. Um, you know, you got to make the decision of whether or not like you, you keep them apart. People have gotten used to working at home and they're going to resist. And so, you know, do you have a hybrid workforce or do you go all remote? Um, you know, I'd hate to be a uh, commercial real estate, you know, um, <laughs> leaser right now because, you know, there's just no need for it. Right. Or very little. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you need to, to become an employer of choice and then really audit. Do we have the right people in the right seat on the bus here? And yeah and have conversations with your people and talk to them about what's important to them and, and understand whether or not they, they're getting what they want from a career perspective. You know, I think when people push back on yeah, things- Yeah, what would you say, really Rick, um, you know, in the hiring process, and I think we're losing you here a little bit, so I'll just keep talking and hopefully you chime back in. There we go. What would you say in the interview process? Uh, how do we how do we make sure that we're finding the right fit, right? I mean, it's no longer just about the technical skills. It's no longer, here's the resume, check, 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 check. We need to start asking some questions that have to do with human skills, right? Emotional intelligence, integrity. Yeah. What would you say are some strategies or things we can do to, to learn more about that individual on a deeper level that can help us make sure they're a good culture fit? Yeah, well, I mean, first you need to understand the human and how they're positioned, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I look at people uh, on the job market as being, or, you know, people in work situation as being either builders, improvers, or maintainers. Okay. And and so you kind of have to understand whether or not, like, what type of person that you have and whether or not they're important for whatever role you're trying to get them in. So a maintainer is somebody, like, for example, that... Um, you know, they want to go in, they punch the clock, they do the work really well, but they don't really build anything or do anything. Like they basically like they come in, they, they're, they're keeping their customers happy. Right. Okay. Um, if you put them in a role that's needed by a builder, you need somebody to come in and really figure something out and build it from scratch. They're going to fail. And we do this a lot, but because we, we might see that we have like, we, I like to call it like, um, when you when you find a person that you're like oh god you fall in love with them because of their you know their I call it a vanity hire right because like oh I found this person out of Google they'd be great in this role and you just go with all these assumptions that you have in your mind but uh, you put them in the role and clearly they fail because they're not of that like they're not of that genetic makeup they have no desire to go in and build something from scratch. Um, so the position is very important to understand who you have in front of you. And then of course, like what it is they want to do. People will tell you exactly what they want to do before you even tell them about your company. So, you know, I use this question, uh, with every person I talk about, talk to, which is, you know, so what's happening. I mean, um, so if you were to be able to make up or design your next role from scratch, what would that look like for you? It's a great question. Yeah. And before I tell them anything about my company or my business or why I'm calling, they're going to tell me, hey, look, at I'm looking for a company. And this kind of gives you hints on the positioning of the person, too. You know, I'd like to work for a big company with great benefits, this, that, and the other thing. 
Or it might be, hey, look at I'm at a large company right now. It moves way too slow. I need a small, fast-paced environment. It gives you an idea of where they're going to thrive. Now, if your company aligns with that, then great, you move ahead. If not, there's no sense in trying to bring an elephant along, you know, with with a string of thread. It's not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. That this is all really great insight. Thank you, Rick, so much. So I'd love to go into the power section of the interview. Cool. And this is where I just ask a couple questions, you know, rapid and, you know, in a, maybe a sentence or a couple words you would respond. So I always like to ask if you were to leave the world with one final message, I call it the golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be? Um, you know, it's one thing that I, I think we all need to do is, is listen to understand, not to respond. Fantastic. And what would you say is your number one value, like an absolute non-negotiable for you? Oh, for me, it's you first. And and what I mean by that is that, um, again, I'm I, I'm not as important to you as as you are. And so, if I understand who you are and what it is that you need, then I can provide the right solution for you or not. But at least I'm not wasting anybody's time. Absolutely. And I have one final question, but before I ask you, tell us how we can reach out to you, where we can find you. I'm, I know we can connect with you here on LinkedIn, website, all the good stuff. Yeah. Um, so you can find me at stridesearch.com. I also host a radio show and podcast, which you're going to be a guest on in a few yes, weeks. And I'm excited to have you, um, which is called Higher Power. And it's not a religious show. It's H-I-R-E. It's about hiring. Um, and uh, I'm on all the social platforms and everywhere else. Fantastic. Perfect. Thank you. And I am looking forward to it. So final question for you is, as you know, our company is Rise Up For You. What does that mean to you when you first hear Rise Up For You? What comes to mind? Well, I mean, it kind of goes in alignment with my values, right? Like, you know, rising up for you is that, you know, me stepping up to help you, right? Yeah. And and if I can help you, great. And if I can't, at least I can kind of point you in the right direction. Absolutely. Rick, thank you so much. It has been such an honor to have you here on our show today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again to the Rise Up For You Workplace and Business Solution Podcast. Again, this is Rise Up For You. We're an honor to be here, and we will see you next time. Thank you, Rick, so much. Thank you.